When the words plenary council are brought up these days, you may be thinking of the coming Amazon Synod. I talk about that coming mess often enough that it'd be easy enough to make that mistake. No, a plenary council is any of various kinds of ecclesiastical synods, used when those summoned present the whole number of bishops of some given territory. Some plenary synods are frequently called national councils. So a plenary council is a synod of the church that involves exclusively the bishops of a particular country or region. If you want to have nightmares, imagine the USCCB or the Canadian bishops calling a national conference to, to address the uh, <clears throat> need for more inclusive and stunning and brave diaconate. But we don't need to invoke nightmare imaginary scenarios here. The church has one brewing well away from the Amazon or Rome, and that synod is the 2020 Australian Plenary Council. Why is the Australian Plenary Council nightmare-inducing? To quote the article from Crux celebrating this, Crux, who claimed to be taking the Catholic pulse, say that the 2020 Plenary Council would, quote, involve lay people will be allowed to vote, and decisions could be binding on the nation's Catholics once ratified by the Vatican. End quote. Oh boy, what could possibly go wrong? Earlier this year, in March specifically, the Australian bishops finished a 10-month listening and dialogue session uh, where they received more than 20,000 submissions from 75,000 Catholics around Australia. And of course, the issue they want addressed is, quote, the role of the laity in the church, end quote. The Australian Council was announced in 2017 as the result of the five-year Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Abuse which made several recommendations, including, of course, the ending of the seal of confession in abuse cases. The state has always wanted to end the seal of confession. The liberal Leviathan can't stand sacred spaces that exist outside the reaches of its purview, except for in the Temple of Moloch. Now, plenary councils are the highest form of national bishops' meetings in the church, but traditionally the laity don't get to vote. After all, the church is not a democracy. It is the kingdom of God on earth, with Christ the king as its head, not Christ the prime minister. But tell that to the lay advocates for democracy, because, as is the case with the Amazon Synod, we see the role of NGOs, or non-governmental organizations, playing a heavy role. Here's Jack DeGroot, CEO of St. Vincent de Paul in New South Wales, and the chairman of the Implementation Advisory Group to the Australian bishops, and religious on sexual abuse, saying that, in many ways, Australia is a test case for the church worldwide. Quote, The plenary council of the church, it's only going to have credibility if lay people get to vote on its recommendations, and that they have at least half the vote. There are still some bishops who have a default setting to the way things were, and that needs to change. There are 5 million baptized Catholics in Australia and 800,000 kids in Catholic schools around the country. They need to be given permission to speak, and they need to get some power with this voice. End quote. One wonders what makes him think that the opinion of the laity should matter on anything, given that the work of the church is the salvation of souls. And the standards for the salvation of souls is not up to debate, or to being changed by heaven because a group of lay Catholics voted on the matter. The 2020 Plenary Council is asking Catholics, quote, What do you think God is asking of us in Australia at this time? End quote. Here's a typical response from one lay Catholic, quote, 
included the role of laity, feeling a sense of belonging and, and times when they've experienced rejection or judgment. People shared their experiences of sacraments and, and of liturgy and their hopes for the experience of these to be faithful, inclusive, and engaging, and spirit-filled. End quote. Other submissions included emphasis on social justice buzzwords like diversity and, of course, the role of women in the church, as well as leadership and governance, the church taking a leadership role in society on social justice issues such as ecological justice, homelessness, and radical compassion, whatever that means. In other words, many or even the bulk of the submissions are about furthering the modernist agenda. I can't help but notice a radical lack of spreading the gospel, telling people to cease sinning, that the four last things are very, very real, and that if you want real social justice, then the first then the first thing to do is to stop promoting evil agendas that target children for institutionalized abuse, and stop promoting immorality and the sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. Instead, the submissions focus on the false gospel of equality and the material gospel of our age. It isn't surprising, really. One Catholic commentator in Australia points out the problem. Or rather, I should say, one modernist commentator does. Here are the words of John Warhurst writing for Eureka Street, an Australian publication in 2017 when the Plenary Council was first announced. The language he refers to, refers to includes inclusive language about democratic processes. Quote, the church, while playing around with similar language, shies away from such impulses. It explicitly rejects the notion of a church parliament while still wanting to stake a claim to democratic processes and outcomes. Archbishop Coleridge rightfully expresses concern about the council becoming just another talk fest, the implication being that the substantive decisions must be made which can be implemented locally. He wants all voices to be heard, including the disaffected as well as the actively engaged. The problem lies in the fact that such processes and values Values are not embedded in the Australian Church. As Father Noel Connolly, a Columban priest who is a member of the facilitation team, has pointed out, the building blocks are missing. There is little parish or diocesan democracy on which a comparable national event can be built. Nor do the likely clerical and lay participants have any experience of operating within the church according to such an ethos. Their experience is an old-fashioned hierarchical church in which communication and decision-making is top-down. End quote. The author goes on to make comparisons to dem democratic institutions and their need to be a role model in the Church of Australia. And that, my friends, is the core of the problem here. Again, the Church is not a democracy, and to attempt to make what the Church teaches and binds on people based on democratic impulses of people is beyond dangerous. It's stupid, probably heretical, and definitely cancerous to long-term survival of the Catholic faith in Australia. How is this stupid and destructive of the faith? Listen to these words from the Plenary Council website. Quote, this national theme for discernment is inspired by the voices of the people of God who expressed a desire for individuals and groups within and also beyond the church to find a better welcome and be incorporated more into her life and mission. There was a call to renew forms of governance and leadership in the church, to find ways formally and informally of being co-responsible for ministry and mission, seeking structures and processes of collaboration, shared decision-making, and financial co-responsibility in order to enable this greater involvement of lay people, particularly of women, young people, people of diverse cultural backgrounds, and people with disabilities. There is an express need for stronger connections across the many parts of the church and with other Christian traditions. End quote. 
In one paragraph, you have so many problems it's disturbing. But let's focus on one obvious problem. Where is the call to sanctity? Where is the call of Christ to carry our crosses? Lost in the mishmash of Novus Ordo Lingo was any call for conversion, any call of repentance, of penance, and of seeking the sacraments. If this was a plenary council on addressing issues like the near total lack of confession times at diocesan parishes, or the total lack of adoration times available at parishes, or the total lack of access to the bishop for mass and the sacraments, I'd be all for it. And for anybody who's curious, yes, I have been to Australia, and I spent some a fair amount of time there, actually. But this is, indeed, instead a call for a purely materialistic message. This sounds little more than the church being reduced to a social justice club that has a fancy prayer meeting on Sundays. That's not to mention the destructive ecumenical message included here, too, which makes it sound like the Catholic Church is anything but Christ's one and only true church. If you can't tell by now, this plenary council, like all synods in the church these days, is purely modernism, and I personally can't wait to see what they vote on and what they submit to Rome and to see what Rome does with, with, with their recommendations. Steeped in the documents of this council are, is, the language of that, is the language that Pope St. Pius X warned us all about in Pescendi more than a century ago. The language of feelings and inclusion are reflective of the principle of vital imminence of the modernists, a concept which reduces the faith to the personal experiences of the faithful. That is destructive of the Catholic faith, for it reduces it to a form of relativism, with the only concrete rules for the life of the faith being those based on the consensus of the governed. What that does to the law of God or the sacraments is beyond my comprehension. It's way above my pay grade. The only thing I can think is this. We've all probably thought that the great apostasy that has been foretold in sacred scripture would be the vast majorities of people leaving the church. Though, if this is the start of the apostasy, then what we're witnessing is people leaving the church while remaining in it, and instead turning the, con the institutions of the church into something that serves the values of the world instead of the values of the church by using the language of the church to focus people on a material false gospel. That should disturb all Catholics who still hold the faith, and that should disturb all Catholics who are aware of the prophecies of the Antichrist raising an edifice that is an ape of the church. Again, I tell you to pray for the church in this crisis. If you're watching this from Australia, I suggest you join our Novena of Novenas starting on August 15th. We are going to do this in conjunction with the Roman Catholic Man blog, and it has two intentions. The first is for your own nation. That intention is coming from the owner of the blog, Father Heilman. And the second is for the Amazon Synod to spare us from heresy. And I'll be posting details, including the, the unique format of the Novena of Novenas soon. Your country needs our prayers, it sounds like, just like my country and most other countries in the Western world. Please pray that this democratic impulse in the church be stopped dead in its tracks. These things only lead to destruction. I'm Anthony Stein. Viva Cristo Rey.